Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Juliette Clark. Thanks for being on the show, Juliette. Thank you for having me, Whitney. If you haven't heard of Juliet, I want to tell you a little bit about her, and I hope your ears have perked up and you're paying attention. If you are trying to brand yourself and you're trying to learn how to publish maybe a book or publish something, or she's somebody that you want to reach out to, but a little about her. She's a dynamic and sought-after speaker and podcaster who has spent the last 20 years helping authors, coaches, speakers, and small businesses all over the world build expert platforms, has worked on major accounts like Nissan and Mattel, a writer of six best-selling mystery novels, top producing real estate agent before starting her own publishing company. Juliet, thank you again for your time. I'm looking forward to this conversation. And you're a prime guest, you know, for the show. And sometimes they can't think out of the box and think, well, wait a minute, you know, she's not syndicating deals. But I'm like, wait a minute, you know, she has a skill. She's an expert in something that most of us, a lot of us in this industry are, are trying to, you know, perfect. And, you know, that marketing piece or that branding piece and how we're building those expert platforms. So looking forward to the conversation. Maybe you can elaborate a little bit on your background and, you know, your expertise and let's jump in. So yes, thank you. I started out in traditional publishing and from there moved on to advertising, worked at one of the largest agencies in the world at Shiat Day and worked on the Nissan account, which was regional and a lot of market research happened there. So I was very open to the idea when I moved into the entrepreneurial world that we don't do as much as we should with our market research. And it really hinders the way that we gather clients, that we gather a crowd around us and our sales. So in 2008, I was going through a really ugly divorce, a lot of time on my hands, and I wrote my first mystery novel. I'm probably best known because I killed my ex-husband in it and we were from a small town and everybody knew. But in all of that ugliness, it led me to self-publish my first book. And I realized very quickly from my background that the self-publishers did not have the best interest of the authors. And most of those authors were entrepreneurs and they didn't know how to build a platform. They didn't know how to build an audience, not only to sell books, but their products and services as well. And I actually forgot to tell you in there between, <laughs> between Mattel and writing that book, I was actually one of the top real estate brokers at Realty Executives of Santa Clarita. I quit Mattel and I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. It lasted about two weeks because it's really, really hard. <laughs> And so I got a broker's license and started selling real estate until my kids were a little bit older. And I wrote that book and started this company. Wow. Okay. That's so interesting. Uh, your book's very interesting too. Just the whole thing or how you wrote that and what happened, but appreciate you sharing just your, your background a little bit, but it's interesting. You talk about like, we don't do enough market research as we should you know, when we're beginning this process. Could you elaborate on that? So let's talk about that. So one of the things I saw when I was on the Nissan account is, you know, all these cars are regional, different regions sell to different cars in different regions. And, you know, they do a ton of research. They have their avatar, target audience, whoever, whatever you call it right now, ideal client. They have it down to finite things that they know about their audiences. 
And so when I moved into the entrepreneurial space, I noticed a lot of people were bringing me these books that they had written and they would say things like, oh, I went to a business growth conference and they told me that my products and services weren't selling because I didn't have a book. And I kind of went, ooh, well, that's probably not true. You probably are either in front of the wrong audience or you're in front of the right audience with the wrong product. So when we designed this platform, we did it as an audience builder, but also a place where you could test your ideas and start having conversations about them to create better products and better marketing. Okay. Tell me about the platform a little bit. The listeners may not understand what the platform does, and and then we'll go back to these details we need to know. So what we created was a software. We use a software that takes the success principles of what you teach and puts them into categories and statements. So when people take our, I'm going to call them quizzes, when people take our quizzes, they actually are comparing themselves to the success principles that you teach. That's why it's so valuable for coaches because it's one thing for me to tell you, Whitney, that you may have some areas where you need improvement, but if I can show you that, it's sort of like the writing concept, you know, show, not tell. If I can show you, that's much more powerful. So this self-evaluation allows your potential clients to come in and evaluate where they're really at. And then for you, the other side of that quiz is your market research because people are telling you where they're struggling and they're consistently telling you these things. So that's part of it. The other part is we have the section that runs on AI where we actually have statements related to, do you want to solve the problem? Are you willing to invest? And would you set an appointment? So based on those, there are autoresponders that go out with skill and commitment appropriate offers. So it's not one size fits all. Okay. So, you know, I'd like to go back a little bit. You called it a, a smart lead magnet. Is that right? That, yes, that's what I call it. Yeah, smart lead magnet. I had not heard of that before, but I love that. I'll talk about the details a little bit that we need to know and then maybe how they're telling us these things. Uh, you, you talked about, you know, these people are telling us and, you know, maybe that's through this, through your platform or how that, how that works. So first of all, we call it a smart lead magnet because the paradigm with digital marketing has been, I'm going to trade this, what we call an even exchange, a piece of my genius for your email address. And as we all know, they may or may not ever open the email address. A lot of times they don't even open the piece of genius. So what we're doing with this platform is when we set the success parameters, they're going in and they're rating themselves by category on a scale of one to 10. So that's how they're telling us when we get the results and they get the results, they understand because of the way these are broken into categories that they have gaps in their learning. Let's take real estate investment. If they want to be a really great real estate investor, there are things they have to learn. And if they're not getting to that point, then they need to know where those gaps are at to continue. So that's what it shows the person who takes the quiz, but it also shows you as the entrepreneur, when you start seeing those patterns over and over, you know where to create great content, number one. Number two, now you can reformat or format programs to address those specific areas. Wow. Okay. How hard is it for us to create something like that? Not really difficult. When we do it, we usually sit down in a consulting capacity and then we build your first one for you. 
So for the entrepreneurs, I think the hardest part is really narrowing down what are those four or five categories that I need to know and my clients, my potential clients need to know that they're struggling in to purchase from me. And then formatting the sections within there because this is really designed to be a three-minute experience. We actually say our quizzes allow you to determine who in your audience is your best client within 180 seconds because that's what it's designed. So it's, it's really quick. Wow. I'm sure you, you have ways of perfecting that over time. Yes. So because it's built on the software, you may take your first run and maybe it's not giving you or your audience the information. It's super easy to go in and and change things around or duplicate. I actually have 13 of them of my own and probably six of them are exactly the same. I just have them on different URLs with different target audiences and just slight changes in the statements. And tell me about how artificial intelligence works in this and and how it understands some of this stuff. Well, what it understands is, first of all, where people have scored themselves. So it can see if someone is very low or very high. The other way it does it is it's really key in that section. There are a series of algorithms that work what we call the commitment section. And we literally propose statements that are, you know, are you 100% committed to solving whatever problem? Are you willing to invest to get and then inserting what that problem is? Would you be open to scheduling, you know, a talk with Whitney? And so based on that, the autoresponders run in the background. Let's say that somebody is very highly committed. They said, yes, I want to solve this problem. I'm willing to spend money and I'd love to have a conversation. That person's going to get your calendar because when you hit the submit button, an email goes out to the person who took the quiz and an email goes out to you. So, you know, someone did. So that high commitment person right away, they're going to get your calendar. The medium commitment person is a nurture space. So think about it for a minute. Maybe they've seen you talk for the first time. They love what you have to say they're not quite sure you're their guy. This is an opportunity for you to do some nurturing, maybe drop an article or a podcast into their LinkedIn, connect with them there, start a conversation. And then there's that whole group of the room or, you know, if you use it on a podcast as an ad, you know, there's that whole group that's never going to take action. What we're really trying to do here is key in on who's ready, who's going to buy today, and let the others kind of fall back into a nurture space, or maybe not at all, because some of them will never be ready. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like this could work for pretty much any industry or any... I noticed on, and the listeners that can't see this, on Juliet's name on Zoom, it's after her name, it says text quiz to 64600. Can you do this through text and through email and through, you know, like a lead magnet on your website as well? Well, each one has a unique URL. So absolutely, you can put it on your website. In fact, if you guys want to go over, you can go to leadlogicquiz.com and actually take one. So with that unique URL, you can put it pretty much anywhere. When our people use it from stage, and we have a lot of speakers who use it, workshops, and when they go out and give talks, they actually have a slide that has it right there on it so the audience can take three minutes and take it right then and there. So yeah, you can use it pretty much anywhere. Another use we have is a lot of people have Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups. You have to take it before you come into the group. So you've got lead capture before anybody 
comes into your world. Love that. That's, I love what you just said. Yeah. So a way to capture those. Because I know like a Facebook group, it's, if somebody doesn't put their email address in there, you don't really have a good way to, con- you know, to capture some of that. So that that's awesome. Unless you're having somebody do it manually. You know, in talking about too, like defining who we're talking to, I love that, you know, because it's important. You're talking about who's going to buy right now, right? And in our case, you know, we're looking at those investors that are ready to invest, right? And, but we still want to nurture those who, like you said, or maybe they're not ready, but they want to get to know us a little better. This allows us to really cater to that. Is that right? It does. And I haven't even mentioned there is what we call a micro commitment before you hit the submit button. And we actually take the top three or four people that come into your world and we have people self-assess. So let's say some, one of them would be maybe I'm brand new to this and, you know, thinking about what's my next option. You're going to talk to that person much differently when you get them on the phone than you are somebody who's been around the block and just wants to increase what they're doing. So when they self-select where they're at in the process and you have that conversation, now you can speak to them in the skill-appropriate level. Now, why is that important? If I'm talking to Whitney and he doesn't know I'm a beginner and he's speaking way up here, you know, like I'm an advanced investor, I'm probably going to become overwhelmed and walk away. Conversely, if he's talking to me, I'm an advanced investor and he's talking to me like I'm brand new, I'm going to think, you know, I don't know if I want to work with him. He doesn't sound like he can get me to that next level. So that's really a cue right there too when you have those conversations, who you're talking to and what this looks like for them. Nice. So give me some ways that people really mess this up. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a great question. So there are a lot of platforms out there. And I'll just say right off the bat, SurveyMonkey. No real direction. There is a lot of neuroscience, your brain chemistry that's behind when you take quizzes. And people don't realize that. So I'll give you an example. If you have a fill-in and you have radio buttons and you have all these different things, your brain disconnects. So that's one of the ways that people really mess this up. Another one is that they ask really invasive questions. So think about it. I don't really know you, Whitney. You're on stage. You look great. But you're asking me what my gross income is. No. (laughs) And we actually have a lot of financial planners who we're working with them on theirs because that's the first thing they ask instead of a quick and dirty, let's get to know each other first before I ask you for that. So that's another thing that people do is they get way too invasive without a relationship. The third thing that people do, and there are a lot of platforms that do this, they'll ask simple questions that are like, yes, no. And if you look at some of the platforms, I'm not going to mention what they are. They'll have like one question per page. So if I have to answer yes or no, and then move on to the next page, I've disconnected, completely disconnected. I've forgotten about it. It doesn't matter. Even when I get results. One of the things that we do by clustering these is that we show you in your results that you have a whole area that has a gap. So let's address that. And by having those statements categorized on their own individual page, people get exactly what you do and that they're not doing very well in that section. So a lot of this is neuroscience and really finding ways that you can have a lead magnet that serves you and your clients. And I think a lot of the ones that are out there don't really do that. 
Wow. No, I love that. And maybe a couple of tips also. I know you talked about how important just th- that market research was. And I wanted to come back to that. And maybe you could highlight just a couple of things. Maybe we're not ready to do this, you know, the, the smart lead magnet yet. But but what are some ways we can just understand our market better? So even as we're having conversations, whether it's in person or through email, we understand, you know, that potential client better. So first of all, having conversations, anytime you can drive people into a conversation, don't make it really salesy. Listen, really put on your active listening because there are a lot of things that you're going to hear when you start actively listening that'll tell you that maybe they're not right for you. And a lot of times, I don't think we consider that. We always look at, oh my gosh, they're here. I'm going to enroll them one bad client can ruin you for a while. So really practice that active listening and have conversations. Don't rely on clicks. A click isn't a relationship. A click can tell you a direction they're going in, but nothing beats face-to-face or Zoom-to-Zoom communication, even phone communication. Other mistakes, other things that you can do with the market research is look thoroughly at your competition. I'm sneaky. I have <laughs> I have a fake email address I use and I see what all of my competitors are doing. So I can constantly keep ahead of the curve. How am I different? Because at the end of the day, they're hiring me for the most part, not just my platform. So how do I stand out? Am I being authentic? You know, am I in front of the right people? So there are a lot of things you can do in the market research realm that just little tweaks that'll help you a lot. Any other, before we run out of time, you know, any other software that we need to be using that you're like, this is a must? Wow. I can't think of any. <laughs> no. okay. I, try, I try to be as software free as I can because you can add up. Yes, no doubt about it. So any other tips before we move on to just a few final questions, Julia? You know what? Be yourself when you position your questions and your statements on there and make them very connective. Not yes, no. Make people think about this. If they're really intentional about spending money, take a deep dive. Don't be afraid of their answers because it could be gold for you. Hmm. What's been the one thing that's contributed to your success? Persistence. And how do you like to give back? Oh, I love to give back in the way of just helping people, serving. We do, like this week, we have a summit we're doing for free. I think by the time this airs, it will be gone. But for COVID-19, we put a free summit together and it's not about selling anything. It's about, you know, how are we going to pivot, you know, money-wise, emotionally-wise. I just like people to feel good about themselves. So hopefully I can help them do that. Thank you for sharing that. Appreciate you giving back in that way, Julia. Appreciate you giving back to the listeners and myself on the show. Tell them how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. You can go over to superbrandpublishing.com or if you want to test one of the quizzes, go to leadlogicquiz.com and take one of them. You can see how they're laid out. If you get your email, look and see where you stand with that. Uh, you can find me on Facebook over the Monday Marketing Mixer Show I have with Tracy Hazard every Monday night at 5 p.m. What am I on? Mountain. <laughs> 5 p.m. Mountain Time. So you can find us over there too. Awesome, Julia. That's a wrap. Thank you very much. Thank you. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. 
Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.